Causing the Effect, a podcast focused on the exploration of your mind, body, and spirit. Ready, what's going on, baby? How you feeling, man? I mean, Scott, we're doing great. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Dude, thank you for coming on. Um, everybody, you're gonna get Nico's background, but the CEO of Steady Sports School S3, um, awesome uh hybrid football athlete in high school, college, but made a turn towards spirituality. And we've been jamming for like the last 20 minutes. So we're just gonna I'm jumping into it with you guys. Um, what were we just talking about, Nico? Oh, we're talking about oh my, the uh the not-for-profit um I'm a part of. So yeah, you would love it. It's um every year they throw, you know how there's like a met there's a uh, a Met Gala. They do the Met Gala, so it's like a spirituality um gathering. Yeah, gathering, bro. We went this year. It was amazing. Shout out to Hector at Three, Three Jewels. And um, for me, going through my spirituality, I was similar to you. It's like you know the things that sort of worked in high school, and it was like um, the visualization, the the being able to kind of manifest your own stuff, which now we know is psychology and science, all this good stuff. Um, and it's just it's so interesting. You're such an insightful person. The fact that you kind of became conscious, Nico was mentioning me earlier, like at 23 is when you sort of woke up a little bit. And I would say I woke up. A little later. So 28, 29, after I got married, because I, I was running this um, on this path that would society look, 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 look successful. So hedge, I worked in a hedge fund. I got my CPA, CFA, all these billionaires wow. working with. I get married, beautiful Italian girl. And I do it and I go, this isn't even what I want. And I, I, that's like the worst feeling is when you think you want something and you achieve it. And then you still have that that lack and that feeling. Now you said your journey really started to turn at 23 and I'm going to let you kind of jump in wherever you want and start talking Nico. So whatever you want to do here. Thanks for sharing that. Scott. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, you're right. Society could definitely put clamps on the, the trajectory of, of an individual's path due to what is expected, right? What's the norm, what's on the TV, what the neighbor is doing. Right. But well, the reality is <clears throat> Your journey is yours, you know, and that's kind of something I've always followed. And I think that's what helped me when I made that transition from being a, like I was saying, you know, an all state running back, full scholarship guy, you know, had a great career in, at the University of New Hampshire. Um, however, you know, injuries add up, you know, over time, you know, I had 535 calories in my collegiate career. That's not including spring ball. That's not including all fall camps, you know, so there's there's a lot of body damage that's taken when you, you're a violent football player and these bodies get bigger and they get stronger. And everyone you're around now is kind of creating G-force, there's actual G-force now. So, you know, I, you were, I was Hercules for a long time and then um, it got clamped, you know, and uh, my career ended to injuries. And that was a very, very, very blind transition for Nico at that time. Nico, the football player. Uh, that's all I knew, you know? Um, and then I, you know, you, you have that spring semester, you know, which of which I was in my sling because I had shoulder surgery. And then I did my NFL pro day in March, which is insane. I had a 12 month recovery. I took my sling off in two months and just started running my 40, <laughs> you know? So uh, I was always, physically being taught 
about suffering, but I, my willpower internally since a kid, I just, I always felt capable. If I could get up, I'm doing it. If I can, you know, anytime I've woken up with sleep paralysis within three seconds, I'm out of it mm-hmm. because I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, dwell. I don't dwell in things because you got to move the chains, you know, you got to, mm-hmm. it's the next snap attitude. You fumbled last snap, you got an opportunity in the next snap, you know, but then when those snaps end and you don't have that opportunity and you transition into life. Now if you use those principles to transition into life and now you apply them. And that's what I'm grateful for um, in terms of sports and then spirituality, right? Um, yoga, um, you know, my career ended. So my body was hurting bad really bad still to this day um and concussions so i just transitioned a little bit if you want me to be honest scott you know i i I started smoking a little bit of weed (laughs) i started listening to some music you know my brain never touched any of those departments and i was 23 years old spring semester no football no nothing I, i i got really depressed i didn't know though you know but I didn't know what depression was at that age, but I got heavy. I was 235 pounds. I came home for the summer. All I did was partied and, and, and didn't really care about my health because I didn't have football. So I was like, what's the point, you know? And then that's when yoga was sent my way from my uncle. He, he gave me a book, a Hindu book. You know, my brother was meditating. I was like, what the heck is this? I tried it. It was cool. And then I got really invested in it and, and I started doing it more and more and more. And before I know it, three months in, uh, <laughs> they called it a psychosis episode. Um, but uh, now studying what I experienced at the time, it was in a, it was a Kundalini awakening. I, 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 you know, from the three solid months of meditation, without even knowing what the heck I was doing, I, I opened up my channels and it released through my whole being. And, you know, I went and got hospitalized. You know, I, I spent a few nights in a mental hospital for a few nights, you know, doing some crazy things. And um, then I came back home and uh, I, I couldn't leave my bed for about 40 days. I was confused because what got me into the hospital was me walking down the Garden State Parkway for four and a half hours thinking I was Jesus Christ. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's what led to a hospitalization. And it was all, it was all spirit. It was all consciousness. It was all awakening. The dreams were, were reality, you know, and, and I couldn't, I was just, Nico was just had to go through it. And, and my guides were there. My protection was there. Unfortunately, I had the willpower since childhood to not give in, and and I wasn't going to let any of that be my story. And then I started writing, journaling, um, dreaming, journaling, dreaming, journaling. What's this reality? Didn't know anything. Didn't recognize my face no more. 40 days, I couldn't leave my bed. I got down to 170 pounds from 240 30 days prior. So I went through a really bad mental health thing. You know, it's and a transformation I, of sorts. Yeah, it was days bad. Like Jesus. Yeah, it was bad. It was really bad for my family because I was the kid who was capable. I was the kid that would never happen to, you know, but then it happened and no one could really help me because I was so in my own head. I had to go through it, you know, and then I did outpatient 
for mental health, for clinical depression, because that experience, that manic episode then put me in a really deep depression chemically, you know, and then I went into outpatient for three months, five days a week, you know, for clinical depression and the processing, the meetings, you know, meeting people and their, with their issues and what they go through. Like I was always an observer. So it, that helped me a lot, having a schedule, having a routine, something to look forward to. And then, you know, then you start this, then you start that. I did Mason work. And then little by little, I started to put myself together. And then I just, you know, started developing, I getting back into meditating. So I was scared to meditate, you know, like I would never want to meditate again. It scared me. I had to reteach myself how to sleep. You know, and then uh, I got curious now after that. I was like, okay, what did I experience? Okay, there is other things. Okay, but nothing out here attracted me. Nothing, nothing until I saw this documentary on Netflix called Awake mm -hmm. by Paramahansa Yogananda. Yep. And his being, his eyes, they just penetrated me at the right time of my life where I was in a really dark space, but open to spirituality in terms of this connection with God while being alive. You know, I didn't understand what the heck that meant, but I was curious because I felt that and I experienced that. I thought it was Jesus Christ, you know, but then I was called crazy. But then after the craziness and everything, the dust settled, I was like, oh, who the heck is the other guy? And I watch his story and I'm like, oh, snap. Like, I got to go to India. <laughs> I got to go to Tibet. I got to go somewhere out there. There might be a physical person out there waiting for me right you, you start creating all these crazy ideas and then i found this little uh himalayan yogi you know his name is yogi panchvedi his, his real birth name is rajesh and uh he's just a nepalese man you know and uh just a regular dude with a family lives a normal life but he locked himself up for 999 days and then applied these Vedic principles, right? Everything in his faith is rooted to the Vedas written by Atharva Veda. Yep. And according to him, this is 35,000 plus years ago. And the Vedas were principles of life and how to live. And, and then there was these branches, there was yoga, you know, and yoga was to connect, you know, it's not yoga in Sanskrit, it's yoga. And then there's asana, then there's pranayama, then there's tantra, mantra, yantra, and there's these branches, right? But they're still learning and they're still experiencing it. And for 13 days in his home, I was so fortunate to experience his teachings and what he discovered in, in the body. And, and, and I apply those same teachings on a daily to myself. Yeah. And I instill them into my, my app and, and into my, my teachings because that's what it all is. It's the telephone game. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then, yeah, I just, I learned more though in the two nights in Kathmandu. I spent 13 nights in Bokhara with the yogi and his family doing his lifestyle. But day 13, I was, I was ready. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a gypsy, you know, I'm like a mystic gypsy. Like I don't see an end, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't look for an ending. I don't uh, seek the, um, the, the formless, you know, um, I I'm here, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying now and, and, that's the accumulation of teachings from many masters, from Yogananda, from Babaji, from Ramdas, from Alan Watts, you know, and, and then from your own soul internally, your, your dreams, 
you know, the ancient Egyptians, Tahuti, both, you know, Osiris, like these are all symbols to just help you along the path. These are all tools. However, it's within, you know, so there's no way out. And, and, and my goal being a Westerner who has, has had the opportunity to just be so self-absorbed with the, the a living yogi in his home with children that he he's he's had in a wife in a, a real lifestyle driving down the mountain at 5 a.m with the two kids on the back of his his motor scooter to t- drop them off to class and go to the you know the grocery store and then do his errands and come back and then hold a retreat and then teach these principles and you know like I, i'm very observant so when i seen that i was like wow this is beautiful you know dude but by I- day- Beautiful stuff, Nico. And everybody, tell I'm telling you, that first documentary that he mentioned, The Wake, please go watch it. It's done by uh, Dr. Dan Gilbert, um, and it's really about sacred geometry and really your evolution of your consciousness. And it's funny that you mentioned the Vedic studies because I've altered my uh, my morning ritual to start with the eight limbs of yoga um, in the morning. So when I wake up, such asana. Yeah, the the like, like it sounds like you 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 were you were there. You fucking studied this stuff, and for and for me, it's hearing it from guys like yourself, kind of giving me. Yeah, and I want then, I want to share it with you because you deserve to go. Because dude, I want to go, Nico. Now tell me, let's let's be honest though. Okay, you're twenty. Well, how old are you when you went? Twenty four, twenty five. It was two thousand and seventeen. Okay. Okay. No. So now tell me though, you. Like, cause you, so you 20, t- 25, 26, 25, 26. Cause I would love to do what you, what you describe. Cause it sounds like that's your origin story. That's your, that's, well, that's the, the way bad it one. happened. You know, I'm very, I'm, 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 like I said, I'm a mystic gypsy. Like I, I want to find the answers in the sand, you know, in the mm-hmm. dust. I'm not looking at the stars always, you know, the stars are just beaming examples of what we can, we are, you know, but we're also the mud. You know, and that's the ibis. The ibis is the, the bottom feeder, the beak. You know, I don't know if you know much about the sacred ibis, but that's my dude. Um, so basically, dude, like, I just recognize that humans, due to territory, tradition, culture, religion, are humans. You know, like, even by day 13, I recognize I stumped the yogi with a question. You know, because he's still a human. I had a question. I was really curious. And he didn't have an answer for it. Because, it, you know, it just is what it is. You know, yeah. if you're a truth seeker, you're going to find out some things about everybody. But then you, then it's the letting go. There's no judgment. But then you realize, holy smokes, I have to learn through me. I have to learn through here. I can't just learn through everybody else. They're just, they're just little tokens along the way. But they're in their boat and i'm in my boat right and if i jump out of my boat and i play in the water then i gotta stay in the water you know but i stay in my boat and i just i just enjoy my ride eternally yeah, bro. dude that's beautiful and that's exactly what i take my you know me and nico were talking about my trip everybody knows i take my my monthly trip and that that's why because i see kids that try to, it's almost i think like we, we have me and you have this mentality that it was a it was a go 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 attitude, and there's that doing side that's important. That's what made you successful. That's what makes you disciplined. The will to act, all this good stuff. But then there's the other side, the soft side, the the yang, if you will, that the god of of mercy. Um, and I feel like men in today's society, it's hard to turn off the go 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 and start feeling and start being and just just sitting. That's like people like you're going, 
you're going on a trip and you're just going to hang? I'm like, yeah, because I want to, it's, it's not about adding things. I think when you start on this journey, it becomes personal development. So I'm going to add pieces. No, it's about unveiling things and, and kind of unveiling an illusion, so to say, of like, why are you, are you doing this or X or Y? That's why I love, like, I can tell that you're just, once this connected with you, there was no questions. You were going. But yeah, it how, became my how is that with the parents, though? When you told you, well, listen, guys, I'm going to, I'm going to, to Nepal, 13 days. Come on. What, well, listen, how, how, <laughs> it was much better than the summer after I got hospitalized. I had another awakening, but that time I wasn't crazy. I was like, I'm not crazy. This is real what I'm experiencing. And I, I, you know, I ended up in an RV living in the woods for a month, you know? So like they've, they, they've experienced so much with me along my spiritual path, including my siblings that, you know, I'm, they call me Yahweh, Yahweh, the Cosmo. It's my author name. I do write books too. So it's just Yahweh. Like, that's just what they say. Yahweh, like, it's just Yahweh being Yahweh. Like Mm -hmm. I just, I have. You know, I have that Gemini personality because according to the Vedic astrology, I'm a Gemini, whereas in our Western astrology, I'm a Virgo, September. So the, the Mercury Virgo blend, you know, um, is like my personality and it's my soul's path, meaning I will jump from star to star, galaxy to galaxy, curious to learn. <laughs> and that's my Samadhi, you know. Dude, that's that's beautiful, man. No, and and I I love that you can embrace that and you feel it sounds like there's a certainty with this path um as well. That that just it's, well that it's, darkness and then what I was given the gifts of Yogananda of Kriya Yoga, and then I bought a one dollar book on Kindle, even though I wasn't initiated in human form by a Kriya Ban Yogi. This dude came to me in a dark place. And I maybe he recognized in, in his soul body, hey, maybe I didn't have to wear that orange dress and say I was from India. <laughs> like, maybe that was a barrier, you know? So, like, I just think there's always these barriers, you know? And, and like, my goal is to tear them down, run them through, you know, and rip them all down and just allow myself to be, you know, and, and, and not be, yeah. you know? Like, exactly. like, you don't, I don't wake up every day personally and do Kriya Yoga. I don't wake up every day and do Pranayama. I don't wake up every day and do whatever. But guess what? I do wake up every day and do. I count my blessings. You know, I, I enjoy my moments with those around me while I have them. I take them in, you know, and I do my best to be balanced for those around me. So when you say your parents, your family, I recognize that my spiritual path wasn't in retreats. They weren't in uh, sweat lodges. They weren't in Western ceremonies of psychedelics. Fortunately, thank God that was in my path. And mine was through extreme internal suffering and mental, physical suffering to where I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm not going to do anything, but what's this? And I, I practiced it. I went out there, you know, and I was like, oh, like this is many lifetimes. This, why this happened to me? So I learned through myself. Nobody mm-hmm. was sitting there telling me who I am. Nobody was sitting there telling me what I had to do. I just was allowing myself to open up deeper and deeper to the net of the universe with, with the stars, you know, writing things down, burning them into the sky, dreaming, doing your own magic ceremonies by yourself at the mm-hmm. beach. Like I became like really, people thought I was weird for a few years. They called me a Bible hugger, like for like four or five years. Dude. Like I was in a room like 
not brushing my teeth for like six hours, just writing, like forgetting what time of day it was because there was so much that had to come out. I have like 75 plus books filled of writing. You know, I've moved out to Colorado for five months. I lived in the Vale Valley. You know, I was an artist on the go. I was meditating in the mountains. I was writing books. I was getting to know people, but I missed the swamps of New Jersey. Five months later, I was back here. You know, I, I went to college in New Hampshire. People were friendly. People were amazing, but I missed the pissed off attitude. I had to go back to Jersey. You know, I need this place is like my my gravity. You know, mm, they always end and, up coming back. Yeah, Nico, I'm looking at a second place in Colorado. It's funny you said that. I'm looking uh, in Colorado Springs because there's something about those mountains, something about like we did. Um, My friend has a couple places out there and we, we just went to what was it? Uh, Whatever's in Colorado Springs, like the. Like, I forgot what it was. It was something where, where the, the Native Americans do their, their vision quests. And we just hung out there all day. I'm a, I'm a fan of the psychedelics. So obviously it would taste. Oh, I am. Yeah. It's, um, I call them tooladelics. Tooladelics. I like that. I like because that. Because they're just tools. Yeah. They're not it's, the foundation. No. They're not going to catapult you to that word they call enlightenment. No. And I think, real, yeah. That, and I think that um, people like, when, when you get on this kick, right, you can keep listening to YouTube videos and read the books. But like what you're doing that I think it turns the knowledge and the data more of like an analytical thing into wisdom, which is the point. That's the end game of this. And that's how you, you really feel more just because I do the same thing you do. I, I, I do a lot of shadow work. Carl Young is one of my favorite psychiatrists. That was supposed to be this year. This it trip, was it was it was fantastic i was gonna go to lake zurich where he had his house and sit and just do what you were saying just read wow. and write and just sit because there's something about yeah dude i'm glad we connected because yeah I, bro I, this, it's part bro is, people listen it is weird nico what we talk about is weird but we don't give a fuck I've i don't been, care you know i've been told for many years that you have to find your audience you have to find your audience you have to find your audience and i just keep plugging away you know keep plugging away and like realizing who i can speak to who i can't who i can who i can't who i can who i can't and what I can say and what I can't. And then now here I am with you causing the effect. And Bro. now I get to connect with people in this world. Who, Bro, it's beautiful. And it, it gives you know. like even audience. I mean, you know, we love you all. 100,000 viewers. This, all this is all great, Nico. I, I still get sick thinking about that. This is, it's so weird. You're helping all the guys. But it's getting a chance to meet a person like yourself. That, like it never would have. Like it's, it's meant to be in a way because I get a lot. Shout like, out to Joe. Yeah, yeah Shout exactly. Joe. Shout out to be Joe, Joey Travats. Um. And it's, it's just beautiful when you get to like be on the same wavelength with somebody because people there's definitely if you, you show this to a Jersey kid from the shore, the Brooklyn kid, like, what the fuck are these lunatics talking about? Go fuck yourselves. That's how you think. It's my show. We, this is what we those, are the people, those are the people I'm surrounded by. But at the same time, like, like I said, like I recognize my spiritual path was through my family. Right. Because if your soul is taking on a body and these bodies around them are around your soul. Well, that would be a magnet. That would mean that those souls have been around your bodies many times in different forms. Mm -hmm. So whatever uh, resistance, whatever pressure uh, comes through those bodies, they're meant for your highest calling. So don't, don't neglect that. Don't resist that. Don't create a different reality that it's not okay for you. You can work through it if you really want to. And then at some point, it becomes non-attachment, even if it becomes overwhelming. So now it's utilized as another practice for you to grow. So it's like God put perfect spiritual masters in your life, in siblings, in parents, in 
step parents, right? It's, which is the stupidest, right? If there's anything that used the word stupid on in this show or any show that's ever been here, it's the word step parent. It needs to be removed because I, my fiance has two daughters and I never asked them once to call me stepdad or dad. Call me Nico. <laughs> you know, just call me Nico. Amico. You know, like we lost a lot, I think, in the West in terms of just commonality with like principle. You know, it's more now society's umbrella of what should be, you know, and, and I, I think that's why we suffer even more psychologically. They, dude, and I can't agree more. I think the value structure was what I was referring to earlier of like my 20s. If you look at your, I'm sure your value structures change from going from a football athlete. It's more about the ego, the power, the, you know, all that stuff, the warrior. And that's needed. But I think men focus on money and power. And like, I'm lucky enough that I was able to get to, to get to a point to see it, to be like, oh shit, like this is not the value when it really should be connection with, with human beings and being able to like, just be a good person. It's not... And good, you know, objective, we can go down that path, but it's just being, treating people the way that you know, we all know how to treat somebody. There's that, there's that, that, that devil and angel and doing the right thing always. That's kind of like how I lived. I have to live my life, but also like being able to look at this, the evil and malevolence of the world and say like, I'm not going to be a part of that. Cause that's there. There's nothing. People want to shy away from this and like live on a better roses. That's not the world in particular in New York. It's not like, Nico, I got, I got jumped. I don't think you'll probably tell you I got jumped last month. So I had to have surgery on my, on my eye, three black dudes. Be, but listen, I'm, I'm truly like, I'm grateful for that because a, I can handle where, myself. Where are you located? Like, I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn. This was, um, it was in Manhattan lower, uh, by yourself. Was, yeah. By myself. I was waiting for it. Yeah, at night, and I was being the smart one. I said, "I'm getting a little drunk. Let me leave." Um, waiting for an Uber, and you know when you call an Uber, it takes five minutes. So I wasn't sitting out there, and I get rocked in my face, and they say, "Run your chains." So I was wearing nice stuff. I said, "I'm not a listen." I, that that warrior came out. <laughs> so I, I do a little jujitsu. So we were um, we dabbled a little bit. I was able to um, to be able to like really um, defend myself to an extent, and I ended up. Like I, it shifted my perspective because I feel like God kind of smacked me in my head of just giving me some lessons about, you know, what are you doing out? And because it was, you know, you know, that that world of men, Manhattan and the bottle service. And the, it was just like I wasn't feeling it. I didn't even want to go. And God was like, OK, this is your your, your warning here. And I'm, so I, I'm, I'm grateful it was me instead of somebody else, because there's there's a lesson in that. And like how you had your origin story. I feel like that was my origin story. So, yeah, no, it's, you know, they call it the, the crest and the trough. And that's mm -hmm. shout out to Alan Watts, you know, like life is the crest and the trough, right? The ups and the downs. But if you're not aware, then you don't really get to take them in and then, you know, create your own change opposed to allowing change to be, to, to create you as a victim. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, um, no, it's about that resistance that you mentioned. Like if you try to hold, if you're too tight and this is an Alan Watts thing, so you have to kind of dance your way through life, right? You don't want to, the more you resist things, the harder it is to get through. Um, did you ever hear of uh, the book, Letting Go, sur about surrendering by, by David Hawkins? I don't think so. Oh, Nick, I'll send it to you after. Oh, bro. Unbelievable. It's, it's, it's more, it's a, it's one of the most simplest techniques. It's just about, we, we, we tend as humans, when you feel pain or comfortability, you shy away from it. So you, you'll put your fear to the side. You'll put, I don't want to deal with that. But if you really sit with it and like feel it, and you can get to the end of it. You'll see it's just a feeling. 
and I've been I've been practicing this a lot because my issue was holding in a lot of anger um, as a kid. My father um, disappeared when I was six. He went uh-huh. to the witness protection program. He was in the mafia, all this stuff. So I was like, all this fucked up anger. And you'll, you'll get a kick out of this. So four years ago, I meet my grandfather for the first time. He I never met him before. He was in jail. He told me, your father put me in jail. So my father ratted on his father and ran sure. away. So I was like, holy shit. So it gave so the, me the, the DNA strands of which your soul chose to put you through are mental, you know, uh, ovens. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. Spiritual ovens where you get to just make a choice, burn in the furnace and become the fire or just let it turn you into ashes and, 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 you know, you stay in the ash, yeah. you know, man, that, and, that's a, that was a good line, Nico. Dude, it's it's all in us, you know. It's it's a big part of my. That's why I have elevate thy soul. You know, we don't graduate, we elevate. Graduation yeah, dude, doesn't exist. Dude, tell me what's going on there. So th- this is your app. It's called S- Spoga X. Spoga X. Sports is- yoga. Sports yoga. Okay, that's it. That's. <laughs> I like that. When is this coming out? November 25th, it'll be in the app store, spogax.com and s3.guru. Okay. And if you're listening to this, uh, I'm probably in Costa Rica at this point, but it should be, we're about probably two weeks out from it. So um, just get ready for that. And um, I'm excited. So what gave, what, what is the app consist of? So it's just pre-recorded content of myself, Coach Nico. And then there's different, just like, folders you know what i'm saying different, like like different modalities to, to different categories so first category dynamic spoga warm-up so i create spoke sports yoga came from my da- dynamic exercise and the way we go about i go about coaching my athletes in terms of my sports performance school and spirituality school in person where i train athletes and people alike um that's how i met joe joe took on spoga x zoom c- calls so I taught him some Kriya Yoga. I taught him some Pranayama. And he was a kid. He's a guy who, who, who's been battling cancer and he's in remission. And he's taken these techniques. And it's just brought him to a different level of consciousness. And, and on the real, Joe called me right after. That's how I, I connected. He called me right after Scott. You were talking about this breath work. I never did it. And Nico got me doing it. And it's amazing. You guys got to connect. That's how. So shout out again uh, to Joe. The, yeah. And it, there's it something good. about the, the breath. That is such like a beautiful thing um, that it, it, it's it's everything. Like I, I do, um, I start off my my mornings, a little bit of postures, a little bit of pranayama, about 50 minutes, and then meditation. Just focus on the breath for an hour, hours, or and I have mm-hmm. it's changed the way I look at the world. Like it's such a beautiful thing. It's, it's like it's like what you were saying. Like you can't describe it, and, and I don't even want to describe it because it's like it, it, it is. It's, it's, it's just to it's, be it's, experienced. Yeah, exactly. For oneself. Yeah. And it's it's a gift to meditate, to be conscious and, and to experience the divine while being in the flesh, opposed to longing to leave the flesh, to, to be where you already are. And when you Nico's know. practice was the, you can't get more original than these original texts. Um, I'm a big fan of Progananda. Pro, pro I, I read every day the Bhagavad Gita translated from so what he did was he took a verse and then he gives his translation. So every mm-hmm. single piece that i can't he just gives they break it down it's such a um a beautiful yeah such a beautiful thing um arjuna yeah yes exactly exactly and it's uh 
it, my mother kills me. She's like, you read the Bible now? You read the Bhagavad Gita? Like, you, you were never into, into it, it, people ask me, like when I go on dates now, Nico, they're like, just, you know, all the Catholic girls. So you're a Catholic? I go, listen, I'll, whatever you want to do when you get married, I'll do it. Sign me up for the wedding. But I'm more of just a religious are, being. Are you an MC as well? Do you MC? You got uh, you 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 got me laughing over here. He says all the Catholic girls. I do some uh I do stand up comedy as well at night, Nico. That's a I I, I took I took there the approach. Is. Yeah, I got I got divorced when I was 28, 29, and uh, my story is a little different. I would say I took you had your Kundalini awakening. Um, then I had mine. My my wife was 1940s. Uh housewife italian so if you smoke pot it was the devil's lettuce if you did mushrooms whatever so we had an agreement we'll never do uh i'll never do mushrooms so, so the next the week after getting divorced my cousin's like all right so we're doing mushrooms now right i was like yeah let's fucking do it so in that in that process we did a legendary uh, uh terrence mckenna called it the the ego killer you do 10 grams of mushrooms and you sit in, in the darkness for i was fucked we were gone for like 10 hours and i saw the two things that came up was podcasting causing the effect. This wow. is uh, are you familiar with Joe Dispenza at all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's where just that's a Joe Dispenza line because I, I ended up going to one of his trainings, and for me, I I want to look at things from a spiritual level, a psychological level, and then a scientific level. So I went to New York, they plug you in, and you just hit it. And what what um, Nico was describing here was the Kundalini experience, which is that cerebral spinal fluid going up. It's it's it releases the uh, DMT in, in your mind, which we know is mm -hmm. a fantastic drug. Um, so when, this when, when you started working this stuff through, it was like, wow, like I need to, to, to see these two things out podcasting and comedy And two and a half, three years later, it's been like, it's a, it's a dream come true. Cause you still have people say you can't have a, a big, like I run an advisor firm in Manhattan for billionaires. You still do that. And you can still do this. Who says you can't fucking throw everything at once. There's, there's enough time in the day. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's, what have you learned about balance? Because I'm sure when football, you were just go, go, go. When did you start learning about balance? And how do you view that piece now of you have to give something 100% to be the best, but at the same point, you have to be balanced? Not allowing society's clock to dictate my time, meaning days, months, weeks, hours, seconds. None of those things are real. You know, I'm just on this ball and there's a sun and, and it's all one moment and I align my mind with that in all, all breaths I take, you know, and that's the hieroglyphs. That's our ancestors. And, and in this lifetime, I was fortunate enough to experience that Nagas awakening, that Kundalini awakening without having to devote 40 years of meditation to experience it. There's people who ex devote a whole lifetime to doing things and they never experience it. And then through just four months, three months, here I am walking down the highway, you know, and it's all connected to your dreams and, and, and what you remember from your dreams. And, and that was something I always had a connection to. It was my dreams. I would dream and then I'd write it. I would dream and then I would write it. And, and now here I am, like my favorite expression is just dreaming to live. You know, that's, that's like my thing. You know, if I was just, I was just away on my bachelor party. We went to Mount Tammany. We hiked the mountain. One of the funniest experiences ever. I, you know, a few mushrooms and I just laughed at my whole, my siblings, my dad, 61 years old. We hiked nine miles. You know, these motherfuckers were sore for a week and a half. Like mm. we got back from the hike. People fucking were almost dead, like really dead. And I, I, I laughed the whole fucking time. I just laughed and I would go from each individual and channel their vibration. And just, I, I can't tell you how much fun I had. 
Um, but when we went back to our Airbnb by the end of the night, I, I was like, guys, all I'm asking is because I'm like, because they're not everybody's on this wave. And that doesn't mean I have to like not be still myself. And that doesn't mean I can't be around people, you know, and that was the balance I had to learn, you know, because these are souls I love. So just because I like to meditate, just because I like Krishna and Pranayama, that means I can't hang out on my best friend, Jay, who is out of shape who doesn't meditate, who's actually probably close. He's agnostic. I don't care. You know, it's none of that. My other friends, my two best friends are agnostic and atheist. So like, and they're out of shape. (laughs) We have no commonalities in lifestyle. However, I just adore who they are, you know? So it's like, you know, it's all like a, a, a game of trial and error and, allowing yourself to be yourself first. You know, I was fortunate to have those years to buckle down and like get to know myself because all I did was play football and sports and I had girlfriend and another girl I had two girlfriends, one in high school and a different one in college. So I, I was never alone, you know? So when I was alone after college, I, I had no career left. My injuries, I was in the shadows and then Yogananda came my way and Little by little, going to Nepal, studying, and then applying it to life, and then, you know, just realizing, okay, purpose, right? You come to this earth, I believe, to fulfill your dreams and your purpose, and that is the karmic path, and and I believe the Dharma is what I learned in Nepal, the duty and responsibility, and the greatest metaphor I can use for the human to understand is the bee, the bee, the bee goes to the flower, the bee, you know, you know, pollinates the flower. It does its job and that's all it's made to do its job. It doesn't sit on the couch and decide if it should do its job or not. It does its duty and responsibility. So as a human, you also have a duty and responsibility and that's the Dharma. So what's your duty to your family? What's your responsibility? What's your duty to yourself? What's your responsibility? What's your duty to your dog? What's your responsibility to your kitchen, to your home, to your groceries, everything? It's all, we call it a practice. I call it a a devotion. I call it a loving relationship. And, And it's an eternal path. And there's no rush, you know, because there's some people who, for instance, my best friend in college, this is what really started my like deeper path of spirituality at 19 years old first seven months away in new hampshire being a toms river new jersey native from the jersey shore here i am in durham new hampshire seven months and i hated this place you know in the beginning but you connect with certain souls right Mm -hmm. but your vibe and your tribe kind of coincide and uh this crew of kids you know there's this one individual his name's todd walker Todd McLean Walker, redhead from Colorado, from Vail. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life, honestly. Like, <laughs> the best, the best. A redhead from Colorado, white boy, who was the fastest <laughs> kid on his prep school football team in Chicago. And he was the only white kid. And he was the quarterback. And he wore number seven with red hair. <laughs> That's Todd McLean Walker. You know, mountain biking like a lunatic. 
uh, skiing like a lunatic, like just a daredevil adrenaline junkie, you know, Daisy Duke jean shorts on a snow wintry day on the top of a mountain, like cut off jeans, like crazy kid. You know, seven months into our friendship, you know, spring break, he uh, he went home and he got he got murdered. He got shot on spring break um, in Colorado. Oh, yeah. In uh, at CU Boulder. Um, and, you know, that that was very interesting at 19 to experience because I couldn't sleep at night. I never experienced experienced death in that form. Um, and uh, I started then having dreams with him and Jesus. And I wasn't even like someone who was that religious. And I wrote them down, you know, and that's kind of been the path. I kind of just then connected myself with Todd in the spirit world without any spiritual practice. I was still playing college football. I was a freshman. So I had four more, five, five total years left since Todd died. So I utilized him as my spiritual practice in college, underlying in the shadows without even knowing. And then once I started meditating and having all these experiences, then I was like, yo, I really need you now, bro. You know, mm. and I've had like connections with him and I realized how he's like one of my guides, like a, like a protective guide. And we're like links, like we're like, we're like this, you know? So, you know, if you're as weird as this may sound, if you're fortunate enough to experience a connection of which somebody leaves this earth in such a, honorable way you know he, he protected a woman and and he took a bullet and i mean i don't know how else you can live a more spiritual life than that so that's like the balance game of pranayama meditation pranayama meditation pranayama attainment entertainment right uh, uh enlightenment in samadhi like yogananda drove himself crazy before he got like left his body at 52 but then there's Todd Walkers who died at 20 years old, taking a bullet for a girl, hanging out with Jesus, smoking blunts with Biggie. That's what he told me. So what the fuck's the path? <laughs> it's yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's yours. And dude, that you were very that was a with, with your little analogy of the the bee and the palm. Very Alan Watts of you, Nico. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, Yo Rajesh taught me that Yogi Panjvetti. He taught me. He this is what he said. No amount of physical exercise can fix your problems. So imagine being somebody who was focused on fitness, yeah. working out, football. My body went to shit. I'm hanging out with this dude. And he's like, no amount of physical exercise can fix your problem. I was like drooling. Like, tell me more. Taught me chakra locking, chakra opening techniques. Taught me pranayama. Taught me the Vedic principles of life, you know. And then I saw it in action. I saw living people. I saw women walking up the mountains with food and baskets over their heads. I saw women with a pick and concrete and wheelbarrows. I, I just, I just saw people living, you know, and then this, oh, this is what I want to tell you because you're, you're somebody into the, the Tibetans. I, I visited a Tibetan refugee camp, wow. you know? Yeah. So like I saw so much in just 15 days that at this point at, in 2022, you know, I created my business, you know, it's not like the financially most, uh, successful business just yet but it's an organic trajectory and and people love it and i'm i'm filling a void you know because sports yoga doesn't exist and nobody can take it because i i did it i played d1 ball and i went to nepal so until you do that it's gonna be very difficult to understand spoga 
you know, you have you have both sides of the of the spectrum. And I think this is an interesting way to get people more into the the original text of, of Eastern philosophy that I that we both love. So. Well, because athletes in the West are the yogis of the East. And I recognize that real fast. Everyone out there wants to be like Yogananda. Everyone out here wants to be like Reggie Bush, you know, mm-hmm. like it's. And I use Reggie Bush because that's why I wanted to be like, you know what I'm saying? Vince Young, Reggie Bush, like Marshall Falk. Like I said, like now it's, you know, Adrian Peterson. Now it's uh, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon yeah. Barkley. You know what I'm saying? So if, if you set the bar high, then there's no limit. Because then once you reach that bar, then you, there's another bar. And then you just realize, all right, no more bars. Let me just be, you know, be, enjoy being. You know, and, and I think that's when the manifestations start just coming because all that pushing, right, is a boomerang. The more you push out, the more that's going to come out back. Mm-hmm. So be real selective of what you're emitting. You know, be real selective. Now, now concentrate that vibration and emit the, 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 the certain intentions that you believe are aligned with the star path of which you were born to fulfill. You know, it's, yeah. it's like, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse when you become a, a awakened or your Aware. energy centers yeah. are released. And now the ear vibration frequency, the eye vibration frequency, all of your sensual vibrations now get altered and your cells start cooking and changing. And now you're experiencing transmutation through the body in a conscious level. Yes. That can end you in a psych ward in the West, 100%. That can end you in depression for 50 years on a pill, 100%. You could be a schizophrenic forever, 100%. Okay? But where's the blanket? <laughs> where's the nest for these individuals like us who experience these things? That's when I was like, holy smokes, this is scary. You know, here I am sitting with a nurse practitioner, reading a book of symptoms, trying to find a pill to give me, like a, like a pet. And I was like, lady, this ain't going to work for me. <laughs> Sweetheart, this is good. I'm about a different thing here, man. Look about it. <laughs> okay, I smoked a little bit of pot, but you guys been drug testing me every Friday for three months. I'm not taking any substance. <laughs> Nothing. I'm still curious. Why the fuck did this happen? Why did I walk down the highway? Oh, you're bipolar. Oh, you're schizophrenic. Oh, take this pill. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Name. And then Rajesh was like, taught me pills kills, you know. Yeah, absolutely. That's a whole nother thing of, of, of society. Just trying to, whether it's process foods or the social media or this or that, all these tools. I think it, it's, a, it's about time, the soft sciences, the psychology, the spirituality, all these things that not tangible. You have to, it's time for them to catch up with science. We have enough fucking technology now. We're good. You have a fucking, you know, you have a computer in your hand. Um, we have to be selective in the West when it comes to our, spirituality we don't even know what that word means in latin most people it just means breath mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the breath inspire inspiritus it's just breath so we created this whole box of it now in the west and it's like this christmas tree yeah. with ornaments you know fuck all that bro just be mm-hmm. like wake up do nothing wake up do something wake up do everything wake up do anything wake up do, do no and then and and then change the cycle it don't matter hmm. just enjoy being alive while being here 
and, and enjoy the people around you and count your count your blessings. Talk to God in your consciousness. I was fortunate as a kid. My mom always taught me a personal relationship with God. I never knew. Some people never talk to God in their head, you know? So then when I transitioned from being raised Catholic to reading books and walking around with a bamboo stick and dreadlocks for a few years, you know, um, I just, I, I, that relationship became my altar. And I recognized in that altar, I can be what I'm made to be for others. And that makes me happy. That fills me with joy, but that's not my only path. That's a compartment of the mm. path. The fulfillment ultimately is the merging, the internal merging, you know, whereas meaning like you're, you're just melting, you know, and you're not showing anybody. You're just internally just saturated with your love with God. Okay. You know, like I don't really know what else to say. You know, it's just you're saturated in love with God. There's no clock. There's no time. There's no do this for three minutes. Hold. Do that for seven minutes. Hold. No. <laughs> no, I don't see trees doing that. <laughs> and they're having a dandy time. <laughs> you're you right. No, dude, Nico, thank you. Um, thank you for just being so open. Thank you for your for your honesty, your authenticity. I feel it. Um, and we'll put all of Nico's contact information below, all the notes and the, the app. Um, I'll make sure we push it out on, on Instagram too, man. But dude, keep doing what you're doing, brother. And just thank you for, for joining us, man. My man, Scott, we're going to meet in person soon. We are. Seriously, Nico's part of the – I knew it before we even freaking spoke. I was like, this. it just feels it feels good. So I appreciate it, and we'll do – maybe we'll do something in person too. We'll get Joey Absolutely. for lunch. But yeah. um, just uh, closing the effect community, check out Nico. Check out Storetti Sports School S3. Check out the app. Um, Boga X, elevate. Boga X coming out, dropping November 28th, right? 25th, 28th, something 25th, like Black Friday 25th. to Cyber Monday, 50% off. 50% off. Um, causing the effect, guys. Thank you seriously from the bottom of my heart for all the support this month. Keep telling one friend about it. Um, it's starting to catch you on. Um, as always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.